This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9 WRVI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Now, broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza, here is your host, Bryce Kendrick. Kendrick. And good evening. Welcome to another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. I'm Bryce Kendrick. In addition to our great hosts here in Batesville, the show is also brought to you in part by Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Coming up a little bit later on, Batesville's Mike Weiler will be here to talk about the Bulldog Archery Program, and Gene Cooney of Batesville Softball will be here along with three of his lady Bulldogs, and those players do include Emma Belter, Sophie Lee, and Sarah Ripiger. But as a matter of chance and circumstance i am joined tonight in our first segment he is a surprise guest wasn't listed in the program so uh, we're doing a little ad lib here and it is jim helms jim former oh, good evening Bryce. Been, I, I am a surprise guest because i'm the one surprised <laughs> well see you walk into the office at jim yeah i got an opening tonight uh well here i am all, all that that quickly you know we had a uh, we had unfortunately we had a late cancellation this afternoon and uh, i had sent some feelers out trying to trying to get a replacement guest and nobody was there and lo and behold you walk through the door and right. jim how would you like to be on the show tonight well if somebody else had to walk through the door ahead of me they'd probably beat me <laughs> well you know it's great i mean we and we were talking a little bit in the office it's been a, it's been a long time since you and i have had a chance to yeah, chat yes it has it has bryce i don't know you the years fly by you're with this person or that person right. and so we we've talked some mutual things together yeah. here before well, let's let's talk about one of those right now, and uh, that is the person that developed this show, and, and a, a friend uh, that is dear to you and to the community, and we lost him very recently, and that, that was Ron Raver. I need you to tell me about your connection with, with Coach Raver, starting about you know when you first met him, and then we'll get into your, your coaching stuff. Okay, well, I, Bryce, I came out of Hanover College at the ripe old age of 21. Uh-huh. When, that was two uh, years ago, by the way. 1963, oh, okay, okay? <laughs> 1963. <laughs> So I go to Whitewater High School up in Franklin County at uh-huh. the time, and I take a teaching job there. And two years later, 1965, Ron came there. Uh-huh. That's when Ron and I first met, and okay. we became bosom friends forever. Yeah. I mean, we have stayed in contact. We have we coached together. When I was a varsity coach at Whitewater High School, yeah. Ron was my reserve coach, and we had great times and yeah. and uh, we just we just stayed good friends forever so i had i had you on tonight that uh, uh i was driving and mm-hmm. i had your show on and the, the uh, tribute show that we had for him yes yeah and that was the night that you had paul in yes paul Palmer. and uh paul said well we he went back i forget what year year he said with ron he called him ronnie uh-huh and uh he said what year that he went back to with him and i thought I beat that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. We have a chance to, to talk a little bit about that relationship right now. And uh, tell me what it was like uh, to have. First of all, let's talk about Ron as a person. What do you remember most about Ron? He was just uh, a genuinely good person in every way that you could ever think of a person. He was a dedicated person. He tremendously cared about other people. Mm-hmm. We tremendously enjoyed and cared about the kids that we had. 
and he he was de- devoted to whatever he was doing. He was devoted to it, right. and he he liked all sports. Right. He wasn't just a, a one kind of coach. He wasn't just a basketball or this coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he loved track. He yeah. and, yes, and, he did. And I always told him I hated track. It was like I hated to run. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I could I could remember they they made us run cross country when I played high school basketball. Right. Well, you have to run cross country, you can't go out for the right. team. Uh, well, at least in cross country, it's it's typically still warm. You know, you go to these spring meets for track, and you're going out there, and you see people all huddled up in the stands in 32 to degree weather with their parkas and blankets on. It's nuts. Well, that's true, but uh, track <laughs> tr- track just wasn't my thing to right. have to run, uh-huh. and uh, I think our coach used to make us run down the road and back, and there was a there was a little hill down there, and then we'd get on the other side of that hill when we were seniors. A lot of times uh-huh. we would we would dive in the ditch and hide. When they came back, <laughs> we would get out of the ditch and run back in, you know, <laughs> like we were all tired. Well, one day we were laying in the ditch, and the coach came down the road in his car, and it didn't go over too well. Yeah. That, yeah, that, I should, yeah, it's the things, the stories you remember, Bryce. I haven't thought of that in years. That, that is fantastic. Maybe you made me think of that. I well, don't know. Yeah, and I had, uh, you know, my dad, who, who passed away back in 2018, he had a similar story when he was playing football at Lawrenceburg, and they used to run the levee in Lawrenceburg. Well, he used to go because uh, coach wouldn't allow water breaks at the time. So the players would stick lemons in their helmets, and then they would they would sneak over to the other side of the levee yeah. and then suck on those lemons, and then come back over so they would have something to some, yeah. you know some fluid at oh, the time. Oh yeah, yeah, back back in our day when we were allowed to have water, right? It was like nope, no water, no, no water break, mm-hmm. no water break. How about how about Coach Raver as a basketball coach? He he would uh, he was quiet about it. Mm-hmm. When he was my reserve coach, he wouldn't say too much. A lot of times I'd say, Ron, what do you think? Then he'd tell you what what he thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would often at a timeout, we, we would get ready to take a timeout, and we would discuss maybe what we thought or whether we wanted to go to a different zone or stay man-to-man or go to a 1-3-1 or a 2-1-2 or a 3-2-3 three, three or whatever right. we were going to do. So those are the kinds of things we analyzed all the time. And he was really good that way because – when, when you're thinking about one thing as a head coach, he could be maybe seeing something else. Yeah. And we, we worked greatly together that way. It helps to have another set of eyes and somebody that can is, is more in a calm and cool and relaxed mode and not up there you know, barking out the, the signals in the play. Somebody that can take a step back and kind of see the whole floor sometimes as a head coach. And I've been there, too. Sometimes you, sometimes you don't see it all. And I think it worked great for us because we were just such good friends. Right. We were so close. We we both wanted to know what the other one was thinking all the time. So how long how long did you guys actually coach together? Well, uh, we were there until nineteen ninety, not not nineteen nineteen sixty eight. Okay, and uh, we played uh, that year. We Whitewater was in the Connersville sectional, uh-huh. and we. I believe, as I recall, we played four games at that sectional. There were so many teams in the sectional in those days. Right. And we won two games and then played Saturday afternoon. We went into our third game, and we played Brookville on Saturday afternoon, and we won that game. Uh-huh. And that was a big rival game right. because we were the county school. They were the county seat. Right. And... Uh, Charlie Sprague was a great coach. I knew Charlie very, very well. And I did tell Charlie after we beat them that afternoon. That's the only, I told him in later years, that's the only thing I hated about winning that game is I hated it for him. Because sure. I hated, hated for him to lose. And right. I think he felt the same way about right. me. 
But uh, we won that game. It was a whale of a ball game. Then we had to go back that night and yeah. play Cottersville. And so you had a two-game day. Plus, we had the second game on Saturday. Right. So you had a late game Saturday, you had yeah, less late, rest, real, and then you had to come back and play a championship, similar to what people today would experience with a with a four team regional. Yes, yeah. that, that's that's what would happen. And uh, we came back at night, and I knew our our kids were just so tired. Uh, you could sense it in them because it been a long week, right? And uh, Connersville had a great, pretty darn good ball club at mm-hmm. that time, and. Uh, we had a pretty close game the first half. We kind of hung around the second half. And then, Bryce, that game for a long time was the highest scoring tournament game, sectional game, in Cartersville Gym. Wow. They ended up beating us 105 to 85. Holy cow. But we had a couple of three guys got Charlie horses. That all set in, and they yeah. were tired. But we didn't go home disappointed. We were so glad to be there. It was great. Now, that's, and, now you had 100, 190 points scored in that game, right. and you know back at back in that time, I mean that that was that was a rarity to say the least. And no three point shots. Yes, and that was another thing. I said, could, "Would you ever believe we could have scored eighty five points and got beat 20? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Connorsville could have missed that night. Yeah. And they only, they had to buy, so they only had one game to. Right. They had to they had to play Saturday afternoon. Oh, so they get they get the buy, they get the early game, the they early had one game. less game, and 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 they're at home. They didn't have to travel. But we were happy. The deck was stacked against you, Jim. So to follow, up, <laughs> yes, you're right. But to follow up on that just a little bit, please, Ron. Uh, we 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 knew that Whitewater High School was going to be consolidated probably within the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. And we, as far as thinking about the future, where, where's it going? What are right. we going to do? Uh-huh. And I was a first-year teacher, and he was a—he had been at Williamsburg, um, I think, when he came to Whitewater. And we talked, and so one day in the summer, mm-hmm. I'm going to say about July, yeah. I had the opportunity to go interview for a job at North Dearborn. And I was interviewing for coaching. Matter of fact, I decided I didn't want to continue the coaching world. Right. I had a, a lot of other interest. That's uh-huh. why music interest uh, was refereeing a lot of basketball, do a lot of other things. But anyway, Ron says, "Well, let's see. What you keep me informed, I'll keep you informed." Well, one day, Ron called and he said, "Jim, I'm not going to be back next year for sure. I signed the contract at Batesville." Mm-hmm. And I'm going to Batesville to teach. And I said, well, Ron, it's ironic. I signed a contract yesterday afternoon to go to North Denver. So we're both leaving <laughs> at the same time. How about and we, that? I think we were both happy about that. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's it's great that uh, you, you had that connection and, and you both, while you went your separate ways, you stayed so close for so long. And, and Total that's years. That's fantastic. Total years we stayed together. That is fantastic. Right. I, well, just on... Since since you went your different ways, and you know, Coach Raver went to Batesville, and you were at North Dearborn, but you said you were officiating. Did you ever officiate any games that Coach Raver had? Seemed like I did. Yeah. Um, did you toss them out? No, 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 no. <laughs> Never tossed anybody out of my career. But uh, Bryce, the schools were very different then uh-huh. because we were still finishing up the small school era right but we were moving into the big school era right so some coaches that were used to the small schools Mm -hmm. 
they liked games to be called closer because yeah. they had to jockey and try to file out people and all that. Sure. But in the bigger schools, they wanted to play half football right. part of the time, you right. know. So it was a different era at that time, but it was a changeover era. Yeah. I want to ask you something else because we were talking about Connorsville and the Spartan Bowl, and uh, you, you had brought up something a little bit earlier before we got over here tonight, and that you may very well hold a unofficial record as far as different types of participation, if I can phrase it that way, at the Spartan Bowl. Am I right? Bryce, the guy who was the sports director at the Connorsville newspaper at that time, his name was Dick Constanzer. I think mm-hmm. he's been deceased for a lot of years now. But one time I, w- I was at Connersville, and I think I was coaching at the time. And uh, he he said, hey, Jim, come over here. I want to tell you something. So I went over, and he says, I've been thinking about something. He said, you are the only person I could think of who came into the Connersville Spartan Bowl in four official capacities for the IHSAA. I said, well, well, maybe so. Now, what were they? <laughs> and he said, <clears throat> excuse me, he uh, told me that he was aware that I had played at the very first sectional that was ever held there. I was a senior at Whitewater Springfield High School. Mm-hmm. We played there. So he says, you came in here as a player at IHSA, representing them. You came back and refereed here. Uh-huh. You were a head coach at Whitewater and came in here and coached. And I incidentally coached my last varsity game ever there. Wow. And then he says, you came back here as a participating principal of East Central and the regional. So he says, I don't know of anybody else who was a coach, a, a player, a referee, and a principal, all four categories for the IHSA. Wow. At what school? Rather historic at, at quite the historic venue, the Spartan Bowl. That, that is fantastic. We're speaking with Jim Helms, who is uh, with us right now, who's graciously joined us on Coach's Corner here this evening. We were reminiscing about uh, Coach Raver. But, uh, you know, after your time uh, at uh, Whitewater, uh, then you make the transition to uh, North Dearborn. And, you know, you, you had, my goodness, how many years were you at East Central just as a principal? Well, I was the longest-serving principal in the history of uh, – East Central, and I was principal. Oh, gee, well, I was in the Sub and Denver Corporation for thirty years, right? And uh, when I went there, I went to North Denver. Mm-hmm. Then North Denver Sub and became East Central, right? That was in the fall of nineteen seventy three. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was, I became principal. I think about nineteen, somewhere from about eighty two to ninety eight when I retired. Mm-hmm. From the secondary, wow. so 15, 16, 17 years, yeah. I somewhere in there. And and total secondary education, uh, it's been, I, I, I don't want to date you, but we're talking like, what, a half century? Uh, 30, 35 years 30, wow, okay. in the secondary. Okay. okay. Combined and with? Then I went to Ivy Tech. Gotcha. And I became the Southeastern Indiana Chancellor for Batesville, mm-hmm. Lawrenceburg, and Madison. Mm-hmm. And I, they, I told the president president at the time who was jerry lampkin he said how long will you stay with me if you quit this job and he said will you give me five years i said yep i'll stay five years for sure because yeah. he had to he wanted me to work on building some buildings and get new facilities and things he, right i'd been through a lot of that but we were always building something easy right still so, are yes yeah, still are <laughs> 
And uh, so he said, will you stay at least five years? I said, yeah, well, I stayed 16. <laughs> and after that 16 years as, as chancellor, I, re- I retired that year. And that was in 2014. That was my 51st year total. Mm-hmm. So I had I had some other volunteer come up recently and tell me they went through a bunch of yearbooks and did some calculating. He said, "Dear, I could tell. I think you're around 14,000 graduates in 51 years." Oh my gosh, like that. that is amazing! That is amazing. And yeah. I haven't forgot one name yet, Bryce. <laughs> Oh, mine's, my name's John, by the way. Uh, John. Okay, John, yeah. <laughs> Actually, John Heil, we'd like to thank John. He's engineering uh, uh, the board back there tonight uh, over the WRBI studio. Um, you talked about consolidation, and, uh, you know, there was there was a period of time where it seemed like anybody and everybody was, was consolidating. There was a huge, huge push to consolidate. What was that like for you as an administrator? Was it something that was, was a relatively easy process? And even with all the planning and stuff that had to go into something like that, or, or were there just, uh, it's like, man, that was, that was pretty rough. Well, the only time I really got deeply involved in that was when I was at North Dearborn. Uh-huh. I was uh, the guidance director at North Dearborn. I started out teaching junior senior English. Mm-hmm. And uh, that went for two years, and then they, I ended up moving to the guidance office. I've got nine teaching licenses for life, Bryce. And so <laughs> I had all these various licenses. And uh, at that point, as far as consolidating, the only time I got heavily involved in it is when we were getting ready to move North Dearborn and Summon together at East Central. Right. Because, you see... We had to build a master schedule for mm-hmm. a building we didn't know very well yet. Right. We didn't know how much it was or it was going to be even finished when mm-hmm. we went there. But we made the commitment. I, I didn't make that commitment. I just was involved in it. But the commitment was made that we were going to go ahead into the consolidation. So where the high schools had been, they were converted that summer to smaller kids. Right. There was no turning back. Yeah. And so it was kind of difficult to get a master schedule together and blend the faculties mm-hmm. and to have all the licenses. But other than that, Bryce, I never had too much of a problem with any of that. And I always thought that when East Central started, everything went pretty well in spite of the fact the building was far from finished. Right. It had a lot of work to need to be done yet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a great facility now, and they just keep adding on it. Because you were talking about building projects, and uh, you know they, they have the natatorium that they're, that they're building now, and yes. it's just, it's... Uh, uh, they did the you know the turf for the football field. They done turf for uh, the baseball and softball diamonds, and it's it's. I mean, there are college campuses that would be jealous of the facilities well, that East that, Central has. That's very true. It's 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 quite a facility. I go out there once in a while. I go out to a basketball game or something. And um, do they was, make you pay? No, I, they. You know what, Bryce? <laughs> they gave me a lifetime pass when I retired. Uh huh. To all which I which I figured they did that to all EIAC <laughs> sports. Yeah, Bryce, it's a good thing I couldn't afford to go. Otherwise, <laughs> it is it is getting up. I have to little borrow bit. the money from you, or, or oh, you I'd go. have had to call Braver <laughs> for money. Well, see now you, you could actually work with me, and you could get in the game for free. I mean, you could you could sit alongside. We could call. Well, that's together. true. I we, could. We it, could I always that. thought it'd be fun to call basketball games. I, I when I was a student at Hanover College, I did a few, a few games down there for. Uh, so I don't know what what do you, who they were for anymore, right. but. I was in a speech program down there and right. went over and recorded some stuff. How long did you officiate, and was it just basketball that you officiated, or did you, did you do other sports? Uh, about 
20, 25 plus years mm. of basketball, uh, I did get involved. Uh, a guy had a guy liked to umpire baseball. And he said, Why don't you umpire baseball with me? So I I took the test. I got my baseball license. Mm-hmm. I never enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I always felt like Bryce in those days, he'd say, Well, we got a game at uh, 4 o'clock. Okay. So you bust there and you get there and you're ready to go. And you know what they're doing at 4 o'clock? Well, they're still dragging the field and they're taking <laughs> infield and everything. I think, hey, man, if we're going to play, let's play. Right. But then, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't, I think baseball, the caliber of baseball at high schools is so much higher today. Yeah. Like if you were working behind the plate, there were a lot of catchers that weren't too good then. Mm-hmm. And a lot of pitchers weren't too good either. So you needed you, extra body you, armor. You could get beat to death behind the plate. <laughs> I'll guarantee you that you could. And that, that changed. Yeah. Uh, that that got a lot better, but uh, did, the other thing was: Did you ever have? Did you ever have a catcher purposely miss because he was because he was upset with a with a with a call that you made or didn't make? No, I know somebody that did that, and this I the- I know guys that <laughs> happened to, but I had a very unfortunate thing that did happen one time working the plate. Yeah, uh, there was a a. Ball, a guy threw a ball all the way home, and I mean it was coming on the line, mm-hmm. and the catcher fell down and missed it, and it hit right at the small of my leg, Ooh. and it was black and blue oh. and green and purple for about six months, I think. Yeah, wow. yeah, the skittles look going there. Really took a heck, a <laughs> heck of a blow, yeah. But the, just to sum up baseball, I worked it for three or four years, but mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I I love the game of baseball. I'm not knocking baseball right. at all, but like if you were working the bases, it's, it's a lot of times people would, they hit the ball that well, or they wouldn't get on. Or I swear a butterfly'd go by, and you'd miss miss the ground <laughs> ball because you look at the butterfly. But oh, wasn't that bad? But uh, yeah. no, basketball was my thing. Right. What do you miss most about uh, high school? Being being around the high school kids as as a as a principal. Well. <laughs> I've been away from the high school since 1998. I think the schools have changed, but I don't think the schools themselves changed. I think my my guess is that they've changed because society has changed. Sure, uh, there's so much different about what you're dealing with today. Every, right. Everybody's got a phone. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on Facebook or some social media. Oh my. <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. We don't say you cars we help you buy them this is ty fleetwood sales manager at fleetwood chevrolet buick located at 950 north michigan greensburg indiana i want to invite you to visit us at fleetwood chevrolet buick we have greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business thank you for shopping at fleetwood chevrolet buick we don't sell you cars we help you buy them 
challenges, we have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. Thank you very much, John Heil, and I uh, apologize there for the brief interruption, but we're back here once again. We're speaking with uh, Jim Helms and uh, getting ready to close out our segment with Mr. Helms, and um, we were just getting started with what is keeping you busy these days, Jim. Uh, Bryce, I, I stay pretty busy, but uh, also I'm leading a pretty mellow life, so yeah. to speak. Uh, I'm, I'm still on two or three various boards. Um, I just went off of, I, I mentioned I went off of the East Central athletic hall of fame board this year i was on the founding fathers right but pretty putting that together <laughs> now by hear a duck squeaking that was fantastic yeah jeez yeah you never had a duck on the show before did you? Never, had, huh? never had a duck yeah you probably had something lay eggs before but not, a, not quack but uh, on, on, those, on those boards, I'm fortunate to be a member of the Central High School yeah. Hall of Fame. I'm on the SEMA board, which is the Southeastern DDN Musicians Association oh, yeah. board, because I was in the music business for forever. I started playing guitar mm-hmm. uh, for my first pay ever right. as a musician when I was 14 years old with a country band. Uh-huh. On Friday night, I was playing with a rock and roll band on Saturday night. Uh, but uh, it I I just got out of the music business about the time that uh, I took the principal's job. Right. I did that because once you're a principal, and I do this, you live at that building. Yeah. And I lived there 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah. Never complained about it. It's mm-hmm. just nature of the job. Nature of the job. Nature of the you job. You want to be there. Well, you're not, you're not totally removed from music because uh, you uh, get to do some MC work down in uh, Lawrenceburg and you get to introduce some uh, pretty good acts down there. Yes. I've done. Uh, I've been the MC for Music on the River on Thursday nights for nearly right around 20 years. And I've done Fall Fest over the years. I did the Fall Music Fest. Right. Yeah, I've introduced, uh, had the opportunity to introduce a lot of people. Bryce, another thing in, in my music career, I don't know how many people recall the old Beef of Boards Dinner Theater. Yes. Which is there. So were you ever there? I uh, was not there, but I, I am aware right. of it. Yes. Well, I was the house organist that introduced Axe there for seven years. Wow. And uh, that was a great gig. They, all the people came to these. Hollywood people came in, people who were in the movies. I yeah. still see them. I became good friends with, with many of them. <laughs> I wish you'd get that duck out of still here. Still cracking. Christ. Yeah, he's still cracking. But uh, that my my years at Beef of Boards uh, were great because to beat all those people to have the opportunity. To, uh, and I, I don't know who all I I would get into. And then along the way, someplace I've been able to beat a whole lot of other people. Right. Maybe through the entertainment business. You know, I, I've spent some time with Bob Hope, but I spent time with. Uh, 
Charlton Heston and different people who were big booby people. Big booby, just as nice as they right. could be for to be. It all all gave, gave, gave me signed pictures. I have up at home in my home bar. Yeah. Now we uh, now we we kind of share a little something in that regard because in a former job that I had, I also had introduced a lot of acts uh, for for shows. And did you have an act or two that? Uh, how can I put it nicely? That was a challenge as far as working with, or was everybody that you worked with were you blessed with uh, just uh, nice people every for I, every single show? You know, Bryce, I, I just can't hard complain at any of them. I mean, maybe it was because of the role that I had or something, yeah. but everything always went well. You know, I I, I introduced. Uh, well, the guy was easiest to introduce is Willie Delson. Yeah, he just walked out there and said, "Here's Willie," and he came out. <laughs> uh, but uh, I can't think of anybody that I thought was particularly problem or anything. Really. Well, that's good. Speaking of problems, how about your wife, Charlotte? Charlotte with all. <laughs> she's no problem at all. Matter of fact, I've told a lot of people, if everybody had a marriage as good as ours, they would never be divorced. No. Uh, we've been married for, I told you a little bit ago, I, we've been married 56 years and Bryce, I think maybe it's going to work. It may work it may out. I'm keeping my fingers I, crossed for you. I am pulling for you. Be buried 57 in August, I think. Oh, goodness. Well, um, please give my best to Charlotte. Um, I will do and that. And I can't tell you how, what, I mean, first of all, that, that, you, that you came in gracious to, to give me some of your time tonight. But it's a pleasure to sit down and talk to you again. Well, there's an awful lot of topics and years and things we could go. You know, there aren't a whole lot of people in the school business left anymore that remember some of the history that guys at my age do. Yeah. And uh, it's it's always a, kind of nice to talk about. I have people call me every once in a while and say, "Hey, what year was it? This happened or that happened or whatever." Well, fortunately, I've been pretty good to remember things. So no question. Well, but it's yeah. really good to see you tonight. It's, it's it's a pleasure to be with you here on WRBI. And and you know, I, I'll tell you one more thing quickly. Sure, please. Uh, I I came out to the nursing home often when mm-hmm. Rod was out here. You're right. And I told him. Uh, we got to talking about a couple of refereeing stories uh-huh. that I'd never told him. And um, one involved Hickle Fieldhouse, and another one involved, uh, I think, what I had a sexual or something in Washington, Indiana, one year. But Ron says, I'll tell you what, as soon as this is all over, I want to get you over on the coach's corner, and I want you to tell some refereeing stories. So that he he wanted he wanted to do that, yep. and I said, we'll be glad to do that, but it never got here. So right. we lost Ron. And uh, the world, the, the world in Batesville lost a wonderful man when they lost Ron. No question. And to tell you the truth, let me mention I was over here this afternoon to go to his brother's visitation, right. which is Vernon. Yeah. And Vernon taught school for me at East Central. Wow. How about that, uh, Jim? Thank you so much. Thank you, it's Bryce. Been a pleasure. Maybe we could visit again. Sometime. I hope so, Jim. All thank right. you so much. Thank you very much, Jim Helms. And we will be back uh, with more uh, coaches' corner right after this. Uh, Timeout here on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh my! That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious pollockfish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. 
from smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We have gig news for your home. Internet up to one gig is now available from Great Plains Communications, a company with over a century of experience providing technology to homes and businesses across Indiana and beyond. Stream the latest entertainment without lag or buffering. Upload and download large files in no time. Connect to online gaming networks. Contact us today at 888-343-8014 for gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ice's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRBI. And we're back here once again at Ice's Family Pizza in Batesville, another edition of Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. It's brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hart & Elko, Margaret Mary Health, Bruns Gutswiller, and Safe Passage. Big thanks to uh, Jim Helms, who uh, made a surprise appearance tonight on Coach's Corner. Hadn't talked to Jim in, oh gosh, must have been 15 years or so. It was good to sit down and reminisce with him. And, of course, he had a, a great connection with Coach Raver uh, back in the day at uh, Whitewater High School and uh, shared a few stories, and uh, that was certainly a whole lot of fun. Now I get to do something that I've never done before in all the years of doing sports, which dates back to 1990. I have never in my life talked about archery, but we're going to do that now with Mike Weiler of uh, Batesville High School. Mike, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Well, Bryce, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's exciting. It's the first time I get to be on uh, Coach's Corner actually in person. Well, it's, uh, yes, okay, so it's a, it's, a, it's a first time for both of us yeah. here. First of all, how long have you been uh, coaching archery? Well, our program started four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, uh, we've grown yeah. <laughs> since then, but uh, we started a program um, four years ago. We actually had one person that went to state that year as an individual, but right. uh, but before that, uh, you know, it's it's like I said, it's grown grown immensely since now, then. Did you have an interest in the sport prior to becoming the coach there, or, or did I, you kind of learn your? You know, did you get your feet wet with with the coaching job itself? Well, actually, I've been into archery for for a long time. Um, you know, I was one of those kids growing up that didn't do a lot of sports and. Right. Uh, one year for for Christmas, I got a uh, got a bow and arrow, and uh, my dad was a was a really big hunter, so yeah. uh, kind of just led down that path. But um, but after I graduated high school, got really interested in competitive archery and did that for for a number of years. Um, so you know, all in all, I've been doing it for a little over forty years. Yeah. Um, as far I mean, as the sport is now really becoming kind of a sanctioned type of sport, you, you were talking about your interest at an earlier age. What um, you know? What did you go through as far as how how are competitions and stuff set up? You know, now that it really wasn't a, a school thing at the time. Sure, sure. So, uh, so I kind of cut my teeth on what we call three D archery, which is you kind of go out in the woods and you uh, you shoot at three dimensional animals and they're unmarked and uh-huh. and uh, they have all different classes that you can shoot in, but. Uh, but yeah, that's how I kind of cut my teeth. And then there's several different disciplines of archery. Uh-huh. Um, 
what we teach in the actual schools are what's more it's more along the lines of a uh, Olympic style archery okay where they shoot at an 80 centimeter bullseye mm-hmm. so there are actually 3d shoots as well for right. kids that can do that as well but uh, our main focus has been on the uh, on the bullseye now the you, you had mentioned growth and I have seen I, I have a, a, a great niece and a great nephew that uh, both participate in archery in the uh, okay. South Dearborn school system okay. and I've seen pictures of them being at competitions, and I've seen pictures of it, and I am amazed and astounded by the number of kids that yeah. are involved in archery. I mean, this it really has kind of exploded. It sure has. You know, four years ago, we had 75 kids that, uh, oh my that, gosh. that we had, and we're uh, this this year was our largest, obviously, but we had uh, 244 kids that uh, were in archery this year. That is that is amazing. Now, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's not a sport that requires, you know, a, a lot of running. You don't necessarily have endurance, but I mean, you've got it. There has to be hand-eye coordination. Absolutely. You yeah. have to have a steady hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have to have a lot of patience, I would assume, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. something you want to rush, and technique, I it is I mean that's everything absolutely absolutely and you know one of the things that we really focus on is is actually focus yeah um, which really helps the kids in other areas not just you know not just on the archery range itself but uh, helps them in other areas of, of life we hope yeah um, but we spend a lot of time with that now how about from a how about from a strength aspect how, how much does strength how, how much does that factor into the sport? Um, actually, not a lot. Um, we, you know, we have a program. Our program starts at uh, fourth grade, so we have wow. kids that uh, that pull bows. You know, down to ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the bows that we use are all the same, so um, we go from ten pounds to twenty pounds. Um, so it doesn't require a lot of strength. Um, what's really interesting about archery is is people think that you know you're pulling and using your arm muscles and all that, and actually that's not the case. Um, you're actually using your back and your shoulders and stuff like that. Wow, that, yeah. is, that is fantastic. So. When you have, how many kids were were in the sport your first year as as coach at baseball? So we, so we had seventy five kids. Seventy five first year. Where are you at now? We're at two hundred and forty four. <laughs> that is amazing. No, yeah. You know, and you know, being a being a head coach in another sport, um, we always were were concerned about okay, how many kids are too much? You want enough kids to where you can practice against each other and have that scrimmage, but at the same point, you know, you got to allow for playing time, and you know, you don't sure. want kids just constantly sitting out. You have two hundred and forty-four kids. I, I do. I mean, uh, oh, <laughs> I do. If I had in here left, I would I would pull it all out, man. I mean, that's a lot. How, uh, how do you coach two hundred and forty-four kids? Well, luckily for me, I've got a lot of great coaches that yep. help. Um, you know, this year we were fortunate enough. We have nine other coaches besides myself. Right. Um, so, so that's been a great addition to uh, to our program. Um, and you know, we're, we're one of those sports that we don't we don't cut any kids. So right. We want uh, more the merrier. So yeah. So when you go to a competition and you have, I mean, just on on your team. I, 244. How many do you actually take to a competition? Does everybody participate? So in the regular season, we take everybody. Yeah. Um, so we uh, will have like two intermediate school teams mm-hmm. and we'll have, we had five middle school teams and right. then we had... Are uh, these like three day long events to get everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the other schools think so, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so a team consists of 24 kids. Okay. So, um, you know, we can, we break that down to to accommodate each one of those groups. But during the regular season, we take everybody. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to equate this to another sport because I'm trying, sure. to, I'm trying to learn this as we go here. Uh, for example, cross country. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, have, you may have 10 kids that run in a race, top mm-hmm. five end up scoring. Okay. You're right. talking 24 on a team. How many are involved in the actual scoring for the team at an event? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the way archery works for us is as a team, as I said, consists of 24 kids. Um, 12 kids actually score for the okay. team. Um, and we're all co-ed, so uh-huh. it has to be four of the opposite gender. Have okay. to uh, 
have to be included in that score. Right. So, uh, so twelve actually score for your team. Right. What is the, what is the biggest challenge for you as a coach uh, with uh, a student athlete that has never picked up a bow bow before? What's what's the biggest challenge? Um, probably just the form. Um, yeah. we, you know, we spend a lot of time on form, especially with those those new kids. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would say probably forms our biggest thing, and then also just getting them used to to focusing because we right. we really you know I, I I joke with the kids and say you know if you play any other sport you know you get you know how when you got to get in the zone mm-hmm. you have to be in the zone every every second of the of the time that you're on the line shooting right. so um, we spend a lot of time about just that focus piece. Yeah. So. Now you just recently had a pretty significant pretty significant competition did you not we did yes. we did tell yeah. me tell me how you did so um actually we qualified six teams to go to our um indiana nasp is what it's called okay. um state archery tournament our uh, our middle school program actually came home with state championships wow. so we we were state champs there and our high school actually ended up with a runner-up um spot so, nice so we ended up taking first and second uh, at the state tournament which was which was really cool um, and then we actually qualified all six teams to go to the nationals down wow. in Louisville, Kentucky, in May. Um, we're going to take four teams, yeah. but uh, that'll be exciting. We'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, last year that actually was virtual. We we qualified to go last year, but it was vir- a virtual tournament. So it'll be fun for the kids to go down and actually uh, actually see how a, a real tournament goes. That's right. You know, it's it's really really large. They're, they're anticipating over fifteen thousand kids to be shooting. So. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. amazing! Now, are you going to uh, are you going to try to twist uh, Mr. Ketchum's arm to charter like a really really nice bus? I should. Yeah, I definitely I think you should. should. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you, you have a you have a you have a state champion in the middle school program. You got a state runner up at the high school program. I I think that warrants a charter. We should try that. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll have to chat with him and see if we can do yeah, make plus, that happen. Plus, you know, free buffet for everybody. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That's How are you right. going to feed all those kids? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> what has been the most enjoyable aspect for you uh coaching the archery team um you know for me i think it's um you know seeing those kids that you know the, the sport of archery at least for us in the school system um those kids a lot of them don't they don't do in other sports you know right. a lot of them um you know out kids that like to go outside and do stuff like that right. and uh, a lot of them are very reserved yeah um, so you know one of my biggest enjoyments is seeing those kids kind of come out of their shells and you know, I've seen so many of them that have done, you know, a complete 180, and now they're, you know, they almost talk too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's there, there, there's something out there for everybody, and, uh, you know, this is a sport that uh, that just about anybody can absolutely can, can participate in. Yeah. Um, if somebody wants to get involved in, in Batesville Archery, how do they go about it? So we actually do call-outs each year um, at, at Batesville Intermediate School, our fourth and fifth graders. Anybody, It's open to anybody that wants to do it. Um, and then, of course, it's open to any middle schooler and high schooler. Um, we usually do a call out at the beginning of the season, right? Beginning of the year, and mm-hmm. uh, and then I usually will send them uh, a message. You know, we have a little bit of a parent meeting um, just to kind of get everybody acclimated to what's about to happen. And right. uh, you know, the big question we always get asked is how long is the season? And I never can give them a, an exact answer. <laughs> I always say we start in October and we um, we can finish either in March or June. Right <laughs> now, let me ask you this: when you when you go to competitions, uh, there are sports that are spectator friendly and those that are not is this a spectator friendly sport or because of what we're dealing here with with O's, arrows and sharp objects and and uh, you know the the, the there you know there's uh, I'm, I'm 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 listening to human resources departments in my ear right now. It's like, no, we don't want any parents around. Here. No, no, actually, it's very it's very spectator um, friendly. Is it? Now? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're behind the kids, yeah. but uh, 
you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, you can definitely watch. It's not a problem. Well, you know, and I don't know if that's necessarily a safe place because, okay, I'll, I'll give you a, a story about my wife, for example, in bowling. We went bowling one time, and she went with her backswing, and she let the ball go, and about took two people out behind <laughs> yeah, her. You so, go. you know, I, I mean, you know, same thing could happen with, I mean. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, risk could happen. Uh, Mike, it has been a, it's been a pleasure to, to uh, talk to you about uh, this sport, and I am absolutely amazed at the number of kids that are involved, and I want to congratulate you on the success of your program and your coaches that, that are involved. And uh, uh, is there anything else, is there anything else on topic that we haven't covered that you might want to share with, with the folks out there about the sport? or how you know how to get involved or, or maybe to encourage more kids to participate i'm going to give you just a sure. second or two here to sure sure no i appreciate that um no actually you know a couple things that we have coming up um, obviously we have the national tournament coming up but this uh this next weekend um jackson dell is actually hosting the uh it's our inaugural ripley county tourney oh so wow we're pulling off uh, uh kind of a thing like the basketball thing, yeah and uh, we're actually going to have all four schools there competing against each other and and each division will have a traveling trophy that we will uh, that's that we'll, great that we'll you know kind of travel around with. So we're really excited about that and see how that goes. That's um, uh, that's that's fantastic for the yeah, sport. Um, yeah. Who's going to host it? Uh, Jackson Dell's going to host okay. it this year, okay. um, and then each year I think a different school is going to host it and, and just kind of travel around. Now you may not have specific details on on the uh, the other programs in in the county, but uh, as far as as the development goes how far along are the other schools compared to to batesville so the other schools have been around they, they've had archery a lot longer really um yeah yeah um ours obviously is is the largest right um and i i'm not really sure how that has come to be but uh, but yeah we uh we're definitely the largest but uh but they have all been around for several years Wow. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. Mike, I've really enjoyed this. Uh, I, I had a chance to, to learn something about a sport that uh, that I do have a kind of a distant connection with, but yeah. uh, to actually sit down with somebody uh, that is running a program and, and to share uh, what's going on. And, and congratulations again with all the success. And uh, we, we wish you the best at the Nationals down in Louisville. And, yeah. and if you need, you know, if you need me to make a phone call to talk to, you know, Mr. Ketchum <laughs> about it, like, Mike. Come on, or Paul. Yeah, yeah, you know, come yeah. on, help, help us out here. Get, get us a charter. Well, I'll hey, be, we might take you up on that. I'll be in your court. Thank you <laughs> awesome. so much. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Mike Weiler with uh, Batesville Archery. We're going to take another commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk uh, some Batesville softball. As uh, Coach Gene Cooney is here, along with three of his players, Emma Belter, Sophie Lee, and Sarah Ripperger. That's after this timeout on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious pollockfish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Your local Lennox dealer, Burton Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lampany. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Burton Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. Lace up your 
your running shoes and join Margaret Mary Health on Saturday, May 21st for the Girls on the Run 5K. Sponsored by Margaret Mary Health, this non-competitive event brings together area girls for a morning of fun and fitness. And all proceeds benefit Girls on the Run, an after-school program designed to teach girls the importance of self-esteem and exercise. To register, visit Margaret Mary Health online at gotrofmmhealth.org. That's gotrofmmhealth.org. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. And once again, we're back at Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. I'm Bryce Kendrick, and uh, our show is brought to you in part by Ison's Family Pizza, our great hosts here, along with Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, and George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. I'd like to thank Mike Weiler, who was with us in our last segment, to talk about archery, a sport that uh, I'm just starting to learn a little bit about, and I got a lot more educated on tonight. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh, and again, congratulations to the success that that program has had with their uh, middle school state championship and the runner-up at the high school level, and good luck to, the, to those kids when they go to nationals down in Louisville uh, in the very, very near future. So we're going to switch gears now, go to a sport that I am very familiar with because I used to coach it myself, and that is softball uh we have here uh tonight we have gene cooney head coach of the batesville lady bulldogs along with sarah ripperger samantha kessens and callie fletcher ladies and gent welcome to the show good to have you here it's good to be here thanks for asking us well the uh the very first thing uh gene is that at this time of year weather is always a factor and i know that the one thing that i always struggled with was trying to get kids you know out of the indoor facility to get them some time and actually get some work done on a softball field and that see that is harder to do than one might think yeah they can only be caged up so long you can only work on so many things without uh in on the indoors um but yeah we've got we've gotten out i think a little bit more than normal um anytime we can get out there um if it gets too cold we're going to stay inside just so we can hit work on a hitting right um because they worry about their bats getting broken their precious bats yes um but uh 300 bucks a pop is that still the going right these days <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah or if uh we know we're not going to hit then we'll go outside and work on you know basic fundamentals footwork running bases things yeah. like that and uh sarah ripperger when you guys first got together in the winter what were your winter workouts like um so i played basketball right so i wasn't there until like late january mm-hmm. but from the time i started coming we just got right into the fray of it um inside we were always fielding we have like softballs and we'd start indoor and even we'd work on a little bit of outfielding doing different drop step drills come up drills and then we can hit we have two batting cages in the auxiliary gym and we do different stations with the bow nets and stuff right and uh, samantha kessens uh, either i know there is only so much that you can get done inside uh what was maybe one of your more favorite drills that you went that you did inside and what was one you said gosh coach do we have to do this again um, I really like just like going fielding, just having balls hit to you. That's like the most basic, but it's also my favorite. Um, I hate hitting off the pitching machine. I just I, I do not like it. <laughs> well, it's basically it's it's feeding you the same the same pitch every single time. Yeah. Once you have one of those, we we have, we used to have one of those ones where you could you could set like two wheels. We we have we have we have a pitching machine. We got a couple of them, but we have one that 
can pitch you fastballs. It can change ups. It can throw sliders. Um, normally, it starts moving, so it gets lower and lower. So at that right. point, I just tell them to drop the right. barrel to it and work on low pitches. Yeah, I so. yeah I used to struggle with with the two wheeler because it would just it would just be too incredibly inconsistent. But one thing that yes. I found is that if you keep older sets of balls and you mix new balls with the old balls, then you'll get a different feel off, feel the, pitch off the pitch with, the, with just off the one wheel. So yep. that, that actually worked out really well. Callie Fletcher, how long have you been playing softball? About eight, nine years. Eight or nine years. And what year are you now? Um, like How old are you? Oh, 15. 15. All right. So, <laughs> so still still a youngster in the sport right now. And, and Callie, uh, what, what position or positions do you play for Batesville? I play mostly shortstop, but I can mostly play anywhere besides pitcher and catcher. Besides pitcher and catcher. Have you ever tried to pitch? Yeah, I was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha, how about you? What position? First of all, what, what year are you? Um, I'm 17. I've been playing for like 11 years since T-ball. And I played third. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious pollockfish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. And we're back here on uh, Coach's Corner, Country 103.9 WRBI. Again, apology for uh, for uh, backing out there for just a minute, but we are back. And uh, we were speaking with uh, Sarah Ripperger. And, Sarah, you were telling me uh, uh, that uh, your positions in the outfield are not limited to right field. No. So what, what else What else have you played so far? What else do you like to play besides right field? Well, I can play left, like any outfield, but he's had me working at first and third at practice mostly and second base some. All right. She, she can. We've got a lot of girls that can play many positions, which is really good, right. especially if they're if it's something that they're looking forward to to maybe going on to the next level and playing. They're going to have to be able to play multiple positions in case they get there. They got a senior in front of them at their position or a junior in front of them at their position, um, and then so that they can be prepared to play. Maybe somebody gets hurt in left field in high school or in college, and they can go in there and play left field instead of just being an infielder. They, they, there's uh, multiple girls that can play multiple positions. Just now finding the, the correct chemistry right. that makes us the strongest. Yeah, and you have a whole season to try to figure that out. Not a whole season. I, I've got I've got <laughs> I've got a goal of the first quarter of ah. the season um, to find find the, the correct chemistry in the outfield and the and, and as far as a batting order. Right. You know, we're still working things around, getting comfortable in situations. Some, and so finding that correct. It's just finding it's the numbers. Right. The ball in the play. Who, who's doing the high? High percentage of putting the ball in play, productive at bats, being aggressive. How many uh, How many kids are in the program right now? 18. Wow, that's a good number. It is. I'd like to have more, right. um, and that's something that you know we were definitely going to want to try to build upon of getting the younger younger kids right. more excited about playing softball. Mm-hmm. So doing things you know during the summer, having summer camps, um, trying to have some uh, games where we invite the, the elementary to come out and watch ball games right. and maybe give free you know pizza or something maybe Ison's will kick in a little discount for us to buy pizza <laughs> for, the, for the girls and things like that but you you just have to you have to create a buzz you have to create um, and it's it starts with the younger we can't uh, you know expect them to come into high school and say okay now go play against ball players that have been playing for travel ball for right. such and such years it has to start at a young age right 
um, and just building that, the basic fundamentals of the game. Well, Callie, uh, Callie Fletcher, you are the youngest of the three, correct? Did I get yeah. that right? Okay, because yeah. I've already forgotten the ages of everybody here, but you're the youngest of three. What, since you are the closest, I guess, from a transition period from junior high and travel ball to the high school, what has been the biggest challenge from travel or junior high to high school? Probably adjusting to, well, I've always been with, like, the same group because, like, I've always been with, like, 8th graders and 7th graders, but definitely adjusting to, like, the high school experience and, like, meeting all these new girls and, like, just being overwhelmed with, like, I don't want to say drama, but, like, you know, girl drama. (laughs) And then... I guess it's like please we have we have all the time in the world share us some stories if you would not that's why we're both bald (laughs) (laughs) it's I don't know it's just a big adjustment especially for like a girl you know and I think it's just adjusting to like all the new girls and all the new experiences and it's just a bigger better like yeah. I can't find the word. There's no there's no twelve U, there's no thirteen U, there's no fourteen U. It's got, definitely a big adjustment. Yeah, yeah. you're span you're spanning uh, uh four different ages right there. And and Samantha Kessens, what has been the biggest adjustment for you? Let's just say from last year to this year. Has there been an adjustment or have you pretty much found your lane? Um Sarah's big- nodding her head, so I think there's <laughs> there might be a story here. Uh the biggest adjustment was the coach change and I think that was healthy for the team and I think it's been going really good. That's good. And, yeah. Sarah Ripperger, what's the what's the best thing about playing for Coach Cooney? Um, Outside, I, he's got a great haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I think just how much fun we have as a team. I don't think we really had that all my other years. Like it was more competitive, cut and dry. We were there to play softball and get right. out. But now, like we want to stay later. We want to get extra reps, and we want to grow wow, on the good. field and outside the field. And I feel like we're just closer as a team. Wow, that's stuff that that's stuff that I like like to hear. Coach, what do you do to, to help keep it light? To help keep it entertained? I mean, you got to get your work in, but you also want to do things like the girls said to, to keep things fun. We're playing a game. Yeah. That's what they're doing is playing a game. Right. Um, coaching girls is it's a lot different than coaching boys, and I learned that early on. Early on, as a coach, I. I all I did was push fundamentals. That's all I worried about was just the game, getting better. How can we get better? This, 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 this. And I kind of kind of wasted years of enjoying the process. Right. Uh, so, so seeing the girls grow and what they grew into. And so it got to a point where, you know, girls hold things in. They Boys, you tell them to go do this, they'll go do it. You know what I mean? They've been throwing – they've been pitching since they were four years old. They've been trying to hit home runs since – you know what I mean? And, and boys, they'll just let it go. Girls want to know why. Why are you changing this? Right. They need to trust you. Why? Why are you, I've been doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Why is your way better? And until they under, until they see it work, mm-hmm. and which which I've always appreciated, and my words always are, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And once they see it, and then they start feeling it. That's the that's the key is when they start feeling. Oh, I'm out. Okay, I'm out on my front foot. I'm I'm this. I'm that. And so it's just letting them, me saying something, working on it, and then letting them. To feel the difference, right, and then for that difference to make a change in, you know, the um, bat angle, finishing the swing, trusting your swing, attacking it, head down, mm-hmm. just the little things, finishing your throw, uh, little things like that of adjustments, and when they start to feel okay, this it's more comfortable, it's it's it works, and they trust it, then there's a difference in them, right, and then also building the confidence, it's a big thing, building confidence. Um, with these young ladies, they they're strong young ladies, and once that confidence hits, that's that's the big game changer. 
that's that's what changes it. We are speaking with uh, Batesville head softball coach Gene Cooney, along with players Callie Fletcher, Samantha Kessens, and Sarah Ripperger. And Sarah is one of the older players. Um, you have you have a coach that's in the dugout. You have a coach that's on the sideline. But as one of the older players, uh, you can you can be expected to kind of be a coach on the field. How do you how do you handle working with the younger players on the team? Well, since we have like a smaller team, I think it's easier to just I don't know. We all kind of feel the same age and. I don't know. Like, when you're on the field, you don't think about that. Like, you just all find your own rhythm, and you find your own way to communicate, and it just all fits into place. And I feel like we really haven't had a problem with that, especially with, like, our smaller numbers. We haven't had, like, a set JV team. Right. And so we're all practicing together. We're all changing in and out of positions, and I feel like it's just a lot, like, pretty cohesive this year. Yeah. And, Coach, you were talking about the numbers thing before, and you're sitting on an 18, which is uh, you're, you're kind of in that spot where it's, you know, it's it's a little heavy for varsity, and you push. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From Smart Things has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Okay, we're uh, back once again here, and again, apologies, uh, the phone gremlins are, are getting us tonight on our connection, and, and Coach, we were talking about, uh, right before we had lost connection there, about the about the numbers and, and the number 18, which is a little bit heavy for uh, the varsity, but uh, again, trying, you know, you'd love to have a few more in there to where you could have that full-fledged JV team. I, think, I just think the, the more numbers that we get, the stronger we're going to be, um, you know, we can build a program, sort of like a JV it's, it's just a program of building those fundamentals, the basic fundamentals, and then get them right into the high school. But also, like I said before, we've got to start at the younger right. and get them excited about softball, get them excited about playing, um, and just bringing that. And I think these girls, over the next two, three, four years, they're, they're definitely going to show the excitement for the younger, younger generation and, and hopefully um, the seniors. I hate that I, this is the only year I get to coach them right? because um, it's a great group of seniors mm-hmm. um uh, sophie lee and emma belter couldn't be here tonight um but we it's great kids these 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 ladies are they since day one they've kind of bought in and worked hard um and i'm just i'm proud of them i'm just i'm proud of the, their work ethic samantha kessens what is the what is the absolute worst thing about playing softball in the spring um, the weather. <laughs> we had a game last week. That was a week. softball question, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we had a game last week, and it was like 35 degrees, and it was rough. Windy and so, rainy. and Yeah. Was that on a Saturday, by chance? Uh, no, it was on a Thur- Thursday. Oh, Thursday night? Yeah, it was bad. It was so brutal. It was nasty. Yeah. So, in, you know, in addition of, of being out there and just, you know, just being bitterly cold, I mean, we are talking about expensive bats that don't mm-hmm. really do well in cold weather it is really easy to to crack one of those things and then you got to call mom and dad said uh my favorite bat just got busted and you know it's not like you can actually go out and borrow friends because again it's a 300 dollars bat. yeah you know it's it's nuts it's I've, I've got nuts. an old bat that i bring it's a ghost and i uh, got a rocket tech that's always good for cold weather yeah <laughs> um it gets better when as, as it gets colder and some of the girls a lot of the girls have older bats that they they used and it's uh it's, it's not the bat right it's how we swing it yeah so, uh, Callie, um, and since you were the one that's most recently played uh, travel ball, did you have the opportunity to, to play on a turf field at all? Uh, yeah, I did. And play what on was a lot that like? Fields. Because that's something as a coach that I never had the chance to experience. I always wanted to see what it was like to play on a turf field. 
personally, I love turf fields. Yeah. I like playing on turf fields a lot more because the balls come way faster, and I love when they're faster mm-hmm. and they bounce a lot more. You get a true bounce. Yeah, true I bounce. like true bounces, and it's I like running on them because it's really easy to run, and it just feels like you're flying. It's amazing. And the slide. The slides are you good, too. Slide I can never time the them bag. right. It's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Now, as far as the conference goes, East Central's the only school that has the that has a turf field, and you guys have not played them. You're only, what, like three games, three, four games into the season? Second game into the season. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what's uh, so let's let's talk about uh, your first couple of games, and, and um, uh, what what has gone well for you in, in the, the first couple of games? Not necessarily from a one-loss standpoint, but uh, what have you seen out of your players, uh, Coach Cooney, in uh, your first couple of games that you really like? We've talked about just – the confidence at the plate, swinging the bat, keeping their head on it, driving it. But fundamentals, basic fundamentals, we have to we have to play basic fundamentals. And for 14 innings that we've played, 11 of those innings, we've played solid, solid fundamentals, made some great plays. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in three of those innings, um, it cost us with, with some runs. Right. Um, pitchers have hit their spots, um, and we've had a little bit of... They're getting they're getting they're getting tuned up, I guess right. tuned in. Um, but when you when you when you give good teams um, free bases and you know the top of the order hits mm-hmm. and you got a couple errors in there, right. one bad inning is going to cost you. Right. And that's what it's pretty much done is in two games, one bad inning cost us. Right. Um, against Rushville, we were two to two going in the bottom of the fourth, and then came out ended up losing eight to three. Right. One bad inning. One cost bad us. inning. Yeah. Um, and that's. And we left 12 runners on base. Um, again, we have one or two hits that game in those key key times. Um, it could be a big difference. Right. Um, so get, we're getting them on. We're getting them over for the most part. It's just now getting the runners in. Right. The fundamentals are coming. The confidence is there. Uh, building, uh, still building the chemistry of the, the, the group that we want out there. Right. Um, and, the, and the lineup, the hitting lineup, um, what's going to produce the most. Right. Um, so that's, but the, the thing I'm most excited is they've never given up. Right. They keep pushing. Uh, no matter if we're down, so far they, you know, they're like, hey, let's go. Even the last game, you know, we're, we're taking a, we took a couple shots to the jaw, and then they start just cheering. Then they start going back to eight u cheers in there, <laughs> and just having fun. Right. Um, and some of the cheers I never even heard before. Some of them brought back memories of, oh my gosh. Um, but they were just having fun. Then we start hitting. Then we start getting on base. Then we start making things happen. We have to do that from inning one. Right. We have to do that from the first. You can't. You got to have it at practice. You got to have it everywhere you go. Right. You just have to play loose and have fun and be okay to fail. Yeah. You can. You can have an error, but let it go. You. You know that's how you learn, is by making errors. It's okay to make an error. It's okay to strike out if you learn from it. Right. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the last question for, for Sarah, but Coach, what's uh, what's coming up for Batesville's game wise? Uh, we play Jacksonville at home tomorrow, yeah. um, and then we're at Greensburg on Thursday. All right, so county rival and a conference rival within the same week. How about yeah, that? That's all right. That sounds all right to me. Sounds fun. Sarah Ripperger has the as a senior and a chance to experience uh, Batesville softball now for a fourth year. What do you like most about this group of kids that you're playing with now? Well, this is technically only my third and a half year because of COVID. But my favorite thing about this year is, again, just how close we are. Um, like I said, we've never really been like that. And, like, we have a group chat. And, like, normally you're scared to text in group chats. So we're all sending pictures, joking, laughing. And even with, like, the coaches, you can feel just so comfortable. And they're just, like, your second parents. And it goes from 
starting varsity best player all the way down to the last person on the bench like we're all even like no one sees himself as better or like distinguishes himself and i just like how comfortable we all have become all right. Well, we're going to end on that note. That's a that's a great that's a great note to end on. I can't thank you guys enough for coming in. It's been a pleasure. I hope to get a chance to see a, a game or two. Love the sport. You're going to wait until it gets warmer, aren't you? I'm going to wait until it gets warmer. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have to be out there now, so I'm not going to be out there now. I've paid my dues. Yes. Uh, there there's a lot of good and bad with it. Uh, Ninety ninety eight percent of it is a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And coach, I wish you all the best. It was uh, great to, great to meet you tonight. And uh, ladies, all the best to you. Thanks so thank much you. for coming thank in. You. And, and I wish up to get to see you see in person here pretty soon mm-hmm. all right we're going to uh close things out on that note right there uh thanks to uh, gene cooney callie callie fletcher uh, samantha kessens and sarah ripper joining me from batesville softball here this evening we'll also thank uh, mike weiler uh the coach of the uh, batesville archery program and a surprise appearance by uh jim helms who was with us uh, here this evening to uh reminisce a little bit about coach raver and his time at uh, whitewater high school and then also his time later on at uh east central as principal we'd like to thank our sponsors here this evening uh of course our great hosts here at ison's family pizza along with garing's fleetwood chevrolet buick george's pharmacy and medical equipment great plains communications hurt and elko margaret mary health bruns gutswiller and safe passage and last but not least thanks to john heil back at the station for engineering uh the show tonight and uh, for handling the uh, three interruptions that we had this evening. Those darn phone gremlins got us one more time. But that's going to do it for me, Bryce Kendrick. Been a pleasure to be with you this evening. I'll be back in tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with a fresh look at local sports and in studio 12 noon to take you through your afternoon. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you again soon. So long for now. Endured 23-plus years of abuse, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything you can imagine. Because I put on a happy face and I wasn't allowed to air our dirty laundry. Safe Passage knows what domestic and sexual violence looks like. And it's not just a black eye or a bruise. It is about power and control, be it physical, emotional, verbal, isolation, or financial abuse. Text Hope Chat to 877-733-1990 for free help. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.